Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in a new series we began just last week. It's the Sermon on the Mount as we find it in Matthew's Gospel, comprising chapters 5, 6, and 7. Pastor Jim is going to hone in on verse 3 of chapter 5 this week. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those are the words introducing the first beatitude that Jesus taught from the top of a hill on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. What does Jesus mean by poor in spirit? Who are these people? Well, if you join us every day this week, you'll know the answer to that question, as well as in what specific way these people are blessed. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Come to God on His Terms. This is Jesus expounding on what they mean by repent. From the days of John the Baptist... Through the ministry of Jesus, through the ministry of the apostles, and through nearly two millennia in the church, the the call is always repent in light of the good news of salvation. Now, we have the fullness of that good news that Christ died, was buried, and rose again. He died for our sins. But what's the message? Well, look at it. Peter preaches in the book of Acts, and on every occasion that his sermons are recorded in Acts, he preaches the gospel, and then he says, repent. In Acts, Paul preached repentance to the Gentiles on Mars Hill, Acts chapter 17. He reminded the elders of the church at Ephesus when he was on his third missionary journey. He's been doing this now for for a long time, and he reviews to them how he had constantly called, wherever he went, he called Jews and Greeks to repentance. He says that same thing in his testimony to to, to King Agrippa that we're starting to read in Acts chapter 20. I'm sorry, that'll be in Acts chapter 26. He's going to say that he preached repentance in Damascus, Jerusalem, Judea, and to the Gentiles. He said that all should repent and repent perform deeds appropriate to repentance. In Romans, the great chapter, the great uh, book on the gospel, he he introduces the the gospel as the power of God for salvation to all who believe, to Jews and to Greeks. And then in Romans 2.4, he writes that the gospel leads to repentance. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 9 and 10, after all the bobbles and boo-boos of the, of the believers in Corinth, he commends them because they had been bearing fruit in keeping with repentance. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25, Paul says, the goal of all the teaching and preaching is to reach out to people that God may grant them repentance. To the unbelievers of the seven churches in Revelation, over and over again, Jesus says, repent, get back to the basics. Since the invitation of the gospel is always repent, we can understand this sermon is here, the Sermon on the Mount, for us to understand so that we know what God wants from us 
we know what kind of a message we should be preaching to unbelievers. The kingdom of heaven is coming. Now, you can have a fascinating discussion of what if the Jews had accepted the king and not crucified him? Well, that's theoretical. Nice thing to entertain yourself with. The point is, they did crucify him. He died and rose again, and he gave us this glorious message. This glorious message. And we look forward to it. We're going to see in this sermon, Jesus says, your kingdom come, pray this way, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what he's saying is, yes, there's a coming kingdom when I return, but those who right now in this age are poor in spirit are those who will be in the kingdom and they will rule with Christ. Theirs is the kingdom. Theirs and only theirs. Theirs and nobody else's. There are no honorary invitations. There are no sponsor's exemptions into this thing. There's one way in. We possess this position as part of the kingdom of heaven now. We will, in the future, be co-regents with Jesus. But look what he says about us now. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6 says, And He has made us to be a kingdom, priests to His God and Father. To Him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. And then, look what Jesus says He has done for people from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Revelation 5.10 And you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. And to all those who overcome, that's the word that Jesus used several times in the, those seven letters to those seven churches, the ones who turn from their worldliness that dominated especially that apostate church in Laodicea. Look what he says to them in Revelation 3.21. He who overcomes, I will grant him, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on His throne. So he's saying, poor in spirit, you belong to the kingdom of God now. In the future, that kingdom is manifested on earth. The King is here. You reign with Him. Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. Referring to the glory of the kingdom. 2 Timothy 2.12. Paul again. If we endure, we shall also reign with Him. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. You're the, when, when's that going to work out? When's that going to happen? How's it going to work out? Well, Revelation chapter 20 speaks in terms of, or is, is where it describes the, the thousand-year reign of Christ on earth after He returns in chapter 19. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with Him for a thousand years. Now, you can understand that Dirk and I don't go over every detail of the sermon before we come together for worship. Otherwise, he wouldn't have picked to read this passage before one of the songs that we sang but it's a perfect 
illustration of exactly what Jesus meant by someone poor in spirit. It's this parable of Jesus, Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Listen to this. And he also told this parable to certain ones who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. That's the Pharisees. He said this in public. The disciples were there. Other true believers were there. But he said this specifically to the Pharisees. Guys, I'm talking to you. I want to describe how I view your religion. He said this parable to certain ones who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and viewed others with contempt, which they did. He says, two men went up into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax gatherer. They hated the tax gatherers. They viewed them with contempt because they thought the tax gatherers were the, were the sellouts to, uh, to Rome and they regarded them as the, the, the lowest of the low to be regarded with contempt. And here's what happened. The Pharisee stood and was praying thus to himself. Oh my goodness. This is God in human flesh saying to these people, here's what I think of your religion. You're calling yourself God. You're praying to yourself. God, I thank you that I am not like other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax gatherer. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. But the tax gatherer, standing some distance away, social distancing before it was cool. The point is, the Pharisees always wanted to be seen. The humble one didn't want to put himself out in front. He was standing some distance away, was even unwilling to lift up his eyes to heaven. Remember the meaning of poor? Shrinking back? Not even willing to lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. I love the way he worded that. Oh, yeah, I, I have some faults, you know. Help me with my weaknesses. No, oh, God, I have nothing to bring to this. Be merciful to me, the sinner. Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs and theirs alone is the kingdom of heaven. Now, how do you live out that concept of poor in, in spirit? I mean, do we always hide in the corners? Do we always just beat our breasts? No, we have to live in a real world. But how do you live this out? Let me make some suggestions to you. First, realize this isn't something that you can do by yourself. It's what the Pharisees did. They were trusting in themselves that they were righteous. Now, eventually, it would be written, no one is justified by the works of the law. They, they, they thought they were righteous. Remember the Essenes that I told you about last week? They were the sort of the, the precursors of all the monastic movements that have come along over the centuries. They were the ones that 
left town, moved out to the country. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.